Pandemonium reigns. Hey guys, welcome family and friends. Hope you're having a fantastic day. Welcome to Pandemonium Reigns. Thank you for letting us tickle your ears wherever you are. Um, I just want to say we reached an all-time high last week when we dropped an episode uh, on downloads that day. And just thank you guys so, so, so much. We are, uh, I believe we're over, are we over a thousand? I forgot to check. I believe we are. Surely we are at this point. Let me just... Give it a quick look. Uh, I think I think I think last week's episode uh, did that for us. So appreciate you guys listening and telling. Make sure you like this video. Make sure you subscribe. Uh, I had really encouraging news last week. I tell you this. I don't know. My brother is a regular listener. Now he's doing it on he's doing on YouTube. But hey, that's that's fine. We welcome all all (laughs) shape form of downloads and listens. We welcome it all. We're, we not only are we over a thousand, we're over eleven hundred downloads all time. Bam. Thank y'all so much. Y'all are the best. I did we're not, having so much fun doing this, and and y'all just make it even all the more fun. So I, thank I y'all. Not, I did not expect to be a thousand downloads at the end of the season. Me either. I, I mean, mean, maybe our expectations were too low, but yeah. hey, nonetheless, we appreciate y'all very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, so let's let's get it popping, and let's let's talk the biggest one of the weekend, and that has to be. The game that took place in Columbus, Ohio. Um, I got to give props to Jim Harbaugh just for a second. I mean, think yeah. about what he's gone through in the past couple of years. I mean, there was even a, a time period there where I felt like he was trying to revamp his offense a little bit. And he he takes a pay cut and he loses an offensive coordinator. And it's like he's like, you know what? This is how I've won in the past. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what I know how to do. And on Saturday it worked. And what's absolutely what's, what's so funny about this is Ryan Day went out and got that defense coordinator from was it Oklahoma State. <clears throat> I, I think so. That sounds I, right. Anyway, uh, and the, the whole goal was to stop the big play. Right. He wanted to yeah. kill the kill the big play for Michigan. Michigan was like, oh, that that's cute. Yeah. Um, and 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 that whole game has resulted in Cade McNamara in the transfer portal. Right. Yeah. Because because JJ McCarthy was like, I got this, bro. Look, he's deep. Oh, and and, and props to uh, I, I forget his forget his head. He was he's number six for Michigan receiver. Of course, he was wide open downfield for one of those scores, but his score uh, before that, he was not wide open downfield. I'm I'm pretty sure it was a quick screen that he that he housed. Yeah. Uh, where's his name? Johnson. Cornelius yeah, yeah. Johnson. Yeah, Cornelius Johnson out of Greenwich, Connecticut. Six three two eight. Gosh, that's a big frame. Um, yeah. So props to him for for making you know McCarthy look good. Twelve yeah. for twenty four for McCarthy, three scores. Um, but the 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 stat that obviously jumps off to you is Edwards twenty two for two sixteen. But a lot of that came in when the 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 sales or the wind was starting to come out of the sales for Ohio State, and Edwards was yeah. just like one handed bandit running down the field like, <laughs> yeah, I got this. Yeah. So did you get? Um, oh, you were. All right, y'all. I need to let y'all on Michael Sins here. It just <laughs> it, it just hit me. I'm getting exposed. He's getting exposed. He he just decided instead of watching the game, the the game that everybody's been talking about. I mean, Ohio State, Michigan have been top four even in the AP all year ever since the college football playoff came out. And Michael's like, I'm gonna go golf. <laughs> yeah, Bump Tiger this. Tiger Woods over here, y'all. <laughs> Except um, not. 
Yeah, right, right. So what do you think – most everybody has seen this game. I mean, the bottom fell out in the end for those guys. They were in it until the fourth. Um, but I think the question that everybody's asking is, what does this mean for Ryan Day going forward? How does he handle this? Does he does he rehaul his staff? Uh, is is he on the hot seat? Yeah. You know, we're we're obviously going to only be able to give this an outsider's perspective. So sure. Go ahead, bro. It's it's hard to believe that the man has got two Big Ten losses and they're they're Michigan in twenty one and twenty two, mm-hmm. um, or I believe that's that's it. He may have one more that I'm forgetting about. He has, for the most part, just carried along. I'm not even going to say what Urban Meyer started at Ohio State because they've honestly been rolling for about 20-plus years anyway. Mm-hmm. So he he has just continued that. He has recruited well. The roster is is talented, if not loaded. I think that they could make a playoff run. I don't I don't believe that they deserve to be in. But then again, it's, that four spot is, a, is kind of up in the air for mm-hmm. sure now. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's bonkers to me that all those things can be true and that your seat can – be even remotely warm because yeah. of what's been the reality for Tennessee football and for other programs trying to build back to think that what he's done is not good enough, but I get it because that's how much that game means. I mean, I, I get it at the same time as, as wild as it is now, I don't know. I don't know how this game's going to look in 2023 because it's going to go back to Ann Arbor to the big house. Um, I mean, I would think that as of right now, with J.J. McCarthy coming back, with I think Donovan Edwards will be back over there. I mean, I think that I like Michigan to possibly do this three years in a row, considering that C.J. Stroud will be in in Detroit or Houston or somewhere like that instead of uh, Columbus, Ohio. But just wild times, I am super stoked for Michigan, for the people in my life that that root for them, and Mm -hmm. for me as an Ohio State hater of many many years now love it cj stroud never beat michigan as the starting quarterback never won the big 10 never won a championship that's bonkers to think about because of how talented he is as yeah. well as the guys around him wild mm. to think about he was sounded very humble and yeah. very humbled in his yeah. responses after the game so respect to him for that absolutely but man it's going to get tricky for ryan day he's obviously going to be back next year but if they lose this game a third time perhaps if they slip up along the way and then lose this game a third time in a row, then I'm talking, then we're talking about, I don't know how he survives it. Oh, I mean, absolutely. So you, you mentioned the, the, the Michigan losses and those being his two conference losses before that you have to go back to 2018 to find his previous big 10 conference loss. Purdue, my, my, my. Rondell Moore. That's, Rondell how, that's, that's how, that's how long ago that was. And to think that C.J. Stroud, like as you were saying, <clears throat> he's, he's going to go in the first round, right? Oh, yeah. 100%. He's, going, he's, he's probably going to go in the top ten. I mean, some teams yeah. would be foolish to pass on him. 100%. Doesn't have a conference championship. Doesn't have a win in the game. Mm. I, I mean, and he's, he's arguably one of the great Ohio State quarterbacks, right? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, and do you, so do you do you attribute that to him, or do you say, "Hey, Ryan Day, uh, what it is, my dude? Like, what's up?" Yeah. No, I would I would lean a little bit more towards Ohio State as a whole and Ryan Day instead of C.J. Stroud because, like I said, he's kind of just continued what they've had there. Um, yeah. Whether 
it's Justin Fields or, you know, the long list of quarterbacks they've had before him. Um, he's continued that and he's had receiver weapons all around him. Um, like you mentioned in, I believe our orange cast, he's been a little mechanically weird, a little off, but it was just that Northwestern game. And you watch yeah. all the other games. There's, it's just that one of all yeah. the games he needed to be mechanically sound. It, it wasn't that one. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. True. But you know, uh, he, he's got a few more turnovers than we see from other guys. Not a ton, sure. but a few, but yeah, I mean, he's, he's going to be, he's going to go play, play pro ball for a long time. I think mm-hmm. looking at what he's done and how accurate, how freaking lethally accurate he is with the ball. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to get real uncomfortable and real hot in Columbus for Ryan day. If they, like I said, if they slip up before the Michigan, the game next year, and if they lose that game, wouldn't yeah. want to be him. Right. I think my biggest thought lingering thought regarding Ohio state at this moment is, they better not get in the playoff. And it's simply because yeah. – not because I, I don't think they're a good team. I do think they're a good team. I, th- I think yeah. they could play with anybody in the top five. Mm-hmm. I, I really do. However, you had one game this year. And one. You lost, and you lost it. Yep. You, your schedule outside of that is garbage. Oh, you beat Notre Dame. Oh, Notre Dame beat I – mean, I mean, come on, man. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, whatever. Anyway, that that's your best win. When when Notre Absolutely. Dame was at their worst, that is oh, your yeah. best win. In so. in Marcus Freeman's first actual full time game as the head coach, you know they followed that that game up shortly after with a loss to Marshall. Yeah. So you can't talk about that Notre Dame game because they weren't very impressive in it anyway. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. And I think Michigan even outdid them against Penn State. If if memory serves, it's possible that I've got that flip. But yeah. no, that losing by twenty two, yeah, twenty two at home. Yeah, when this is your one game schedule, you cannot do that and be rewarded with a playoff spot. Can't do it. Can't do it. Well, hey, uh, let's let's keep moving forward. I am officially going to declare August 29th DJ Uyalagalale day. <sighs> yeah, dude, that's that's his day. Much like uh, what is it? Was it August or no? It was September 4th. Was Bo Pelini day? So <laughs> 829 now belongs to DJU. He was eight completions on 20. Nine attempts against an above average defense of South Carolina. I mean, I, I don't guess. I, I mean, I, I'm not gonna say they're bad or I mean maybe they're maybe they're good, but I mean it's not like you like you have talent around him. You've recruited so well and you went eight for twenty-nine. I'm surprised his QBR is as high as, as high as it is as it's sitting at twenty-seven and a half. <laughs> Yeah, his his yards per completion three point four. Oh my goodness, three. Oh my goodness, point four. I don't even know how that adds up. Maybe oh no, it's, it's per attempt. It's per okay. Attempt. Okay, it's, I was gonna say that's gotta yeah. be per attempt. Okay, but that's t- still terrible. Yeah, one touchdown, one interception. This is trending. If if, gosh, if Dabo continues to run with him. This is trending towards Dabo's end in Clemson. I know that's bold. I know that's hot. But we've seen it before. We saw it with Mac Brown in Austin. Oh, no, they'll never get rid of Mac. But he was gung-ho about that offense. He refused to back off of it. And Garrett Gilbert did not fit that offense, and it cost him his job. Yeah. So, <laughs> you have to win. You have to win in these jobs. And – you go ten and two with a loss. I think who was their other loss? Notre Dame. Notre uh, Dame. Notre Dame and and South Carolina. 
I mean, you're still looking probably at a New Year's Six Bowl, I think. I mean, it I mean, be you surprised. could be looking at Tennessee Clemson in the very Orange Bowl, not just the Orange Bowl, the yeah. freaking Orange Bowl, yeah. the freaking very Orange Bowl. You could be looking at that. That'd be an interesting matchup. But, uh, yeah, I mean, once you, once you get a taste and once you run off a couple championships with another couple championship berths in a decade, yeah. you don't ease your way back to nine and ten wins and just – you know, kind of like that 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 time before Trevor Lawrence took back over or took over, excuse me, when Kelly Bryant was quarterback, things were just sloppy and messy. And I think you'd take Kelly Bryant over D- what DJU's done consistently, but I know. you just don't ease back into that. It it doesn't go that direction. You either maintain it or and build on it, or I mean, you adapt or you die. That's the yeah. way it's going to go for him. I know. And, and what 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 amazes me the most is it's not like there's nobody behind dj kind of like there was last year yeah you got you got cade klubinick five star out of what i think it's westlake texas i mean he's a baller yeah i call her 20 inch blades only impala call call (laughs) get laid tonight cade (laughs) i mean you got a dude behind him I don't understand. Sorry. My mic is peaking now because I, I screamed. At least I took up the headset for you guys. It just doesn't make any sense. Like, no, no. It makes zero, zero sense. sense. And I can't figure out. My mind is now into the place where, okay, the, the turnover that did not happen in Clemson for all those years. Was that an, was that an, was that like a, a tribute to Clemson and who they were as a culture or is that showing its head in a different way now? Because Dabo is just loyal to a dang fault. Yeah. I mean, I think, gosh, you can't convince me. That's not what this is. I mean, they just, they're tra- now it's, it's like they're trying to fit just all of the square pegs and round holes. You know, I understand. I understand why DJ was rated the way that he was because we see it a lot. We see a lot of four and five star quarterbacks not pan out, mm-hmm. but we don't usually see them get this many opportunities. And you know, I think the same could be said for what what they have been as a staff over there. You know, they didn't have attrition. They don't do transfers. If mm-hmm. they don't even do decommitments, in fact, they <laughs> they're loyal to a fault. Yeah, they really are. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how you keep up because of, you know, everything else has changed. It's just been changed with the transfer rule, changed with signing day, changed mm-hmm. with everything has changed. But Clemson has tried to stay the same. And now it's like all of it's coming up for, you know, it's coming back to haunt them at the same time, it feels like. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I, I just don't get it. And, and and as you look at these stats, so you've got, you got DJ who is eight for 29. Flip over to team stats, man. All right. Clemson was seven for 16 on third down. South Carolina was three for 13. Uh, where's the other telling stat that I wanted to highlight real quick? Um, oh, um, rushing numbers for South Carolina, 54. And I just here, okay, so here's the talent differential showing, peaking its head for Clemson. You lost by one. You lost by one. And and that's the stuff that like I I mm, it doesn't it just doesn't make any lick of sense. Now credit no. to credit to Rattler, 25 for 39, 360, two scores, two picks. I mean, he was the reason they won the game, period. Yeah, absolutely, because well, well, they didn't run. Well, him and DJ. And, and, 
And Clemson, yeah, Clemson losing it, but he played well. I mean, he, oh yeah, statistically, I'm not saying Clemson lost it. I'm, I'm, I'm saying yeah. that South Carolina won it, but sure, but my, they helped. They did I, help. Absolutely. absolutely. But if I'm a South yeah. Carolina fan, I'm saying I don't care. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. I don't care. I don't care. Mm. I don't get it. I, I just don't get it at all. I think that a question I want to ask now, though, is is Rattler headed for the pro draft? Is he? Is oh he man, for the draft. Get on out of there. Get on out. <laughs> Get on out. No, he, there's no way he can. I mean, goodness gracious. Rattler completing – here's here. this is freaking telling. Don't for, go look at his season week. stats because he threw five against us. 66.6% completion percentage. That is devilish. <laughs> 16 touchdowns, 11 picks with 2780 yards. No, yeah. dude, that's, that's not NFL draft stuff. I mean, he has the ability. I think he does. I feel very confident that he can play in the pros with some humility, with some solid coaching, but he can't go based on this season. He can't do it. Fair enough. If he wants to be drafted, you know, anywhere respectably, he can't do it. I mean, but we've seen it before, though. We have seen it before, and if he does come back, he'll be doing it with another new offensive coordinator. Yeah. And probably a new rotation of weapons because – they picked up some transfers that I'm sure will be gone after their eligibility runs out. Jaheim Bell needs to get the heck out of there. I mean, oh my even even with as good as the the season has ended for him, you don't want to do that again. You don't want to do it again. So get out of there, go pro, transfer, I don't care. Yeah. Things you know, the cast and the coaching is going to change for Rattler if he stays, but he's going to drop like a rock if he if he tries to go pro this year, I think. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, maybe. I mean, but a lot of these guys care about what you do in the combine. He's he can make all the throws. He's sure. he's got he's got an NFL arm. Um, I, I I'm just trying to uh, encourage the agenda. <laughs> there you go. Hey, get on out here. No, go, go yeah. be a please go be a Houston Texan, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Please, please, please. Which, by the way, like as far as NFL goes, my allegiance is starting to shift. By the way. We oh, absolutely. We haven't talked about that, but not yet. He's just starting to move. Uh, so props to South Carolina. I will say this before we move on from South Carolina. South Carolina proved to me in their in their locker room after the game that something that the rest of the country is doing, and it ticks me off because this is a tradition that comes from Tennessee and Alabama, and yep. everybody is smoking cigars now after rivalry games. Um, whatever. Not cool. Not it's cool. Not, it's not going to stop. Hey, let's go back to Thanksgiving Day for a second. And let's do it. Lane Kiffin is 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 uh, dropping eggs, <laughs> laying eggs. Yes, uh, yes in the he egg, is in the egg bowl, and then turns around and gets a contract extension. <laughs> yeah, um, commitment to football and Lane Kiffin. Now that he's kind of underwhelmed. However, though, I mean, he's he's the one who's taken the heights that they haven't seen. Sure, you have to go back sure. to the twenties, right? Oh yeah, 20s absolutely. And 30s. So. Yeah. Um, I didn't see a lick of this game. All I know is I saw, uh, I believe, Knox Kiffin run up to Will Rogers and get his armbands or something. I forgot what it was. Uh, His towel. Got his game towel from Will Rogers. And, oh, my gosh, just pouring salt into the wound for for Coach Kiffin. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure he'll downplay that somehow, but that's got to somehow sting just a little bit. Uh, both Mississippi schools are going to finish eight and four. Not sure I would have predicted that. I mean, because top uh, Ole Miss held that top ten ranking for a long time, but they sure did. Just kind of went south for them there towards the end, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> uh, I didn't get to watch very much of that game at all either. 
Um, sounds like there was some definitive controversy. There was more crap thrown on the field at not Tennessee uh, <laughs> that also didn't make very much noise uh, yeah. because it was actually a chair being thrown from the stands. Oh, really? Whatever. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. gosh. Uh, a chair was thrown from the stands or the edge of the stands onto the field in the direction of Mississippi State players that were celebrating. But and, and then there was trash during the game as well because of some officiating that I'm just not up to speed on because I didn't get to watch that portion of the game with Thanksgiving traveling. But, yeah, I wouldn't have predicted that. I was actually doing a brief search to see if I could find our projections for the SEC, and I, of course, can't at this moment. But, um, but yeah, we, I don't think either one of us had, the, had those schools finishing with the same record probably. Oh, no, surely not. Uh, moving on, traveling out west, Texas takes care of business against the Baylor Bears. I uh, just want to point out here that <clears throat> Bijan Robinson had a day, 29 Ooh, yes. for 179. Um and then his backup Johnson went for 77, totaling 208 on the ground. Ewers was <clears throat> meh, 12 for 16, 194. Would have liked to see some more scores out of there. But Texas, what I want to get to is finishing eight and four. Okay. Um, five and seven last year, right? I believe that's right. Six and six at best. I think it was five and seven. Pretty sure it's five and seven. Eight and four this go around. You let one go against Alabama that you had. Uh, injuries dictated that a little bit um there was another game that i'm going to say that you had that you let go texas tech in overtime texas tech oh we do need to talk about texas tech because texas tech broke um um school history i need don't let me forget i tell you what i don't even know who they played let me go ahead and mention this real quick i've got this pulled up okay texas tech where did it go Oh, no, I've lost it. I said that I was prepared. I'm, I'm not prepared. <laughs> oh, this is the first time in school history that they've beaten Texas and Oklahoma. That's I insane. I remember now. And what's That's crazy insane. is they did it, basically did it in walk-off field goals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. But uh, both in overtime, I believe. Yeah. So just very quickly, what is, what is Sarkeesian going to have to do next year in order to keep his job, I guess? I mean. <sighs> Man. Consistency for one, consistency for one, you know, I'm trying to pull up the, uh, the schedule for Texas as I speak, but they need consistency because yeah, there was injuries to yours, but the Alabama game was there for the taking. Like we talked about, you lose to Texas tech in overtime. They lost to Oklahoma state and then they lost by seven in the weirdest kind of game that I've ever seen with TCU. Um, just a, a bunch of close losses and weird losses but they, they have to build on this. They absolutely cannot. I mean, I'll go, I'll go ahead and say, if they take a step back, then they're probably looking for a coach. That's just probably what they're doing because of how they do things out there. So they got to figure out a way to get that early 2022 Quinn Ewers back out healthy. Mm -hmm. If it's health, if it's chemistry, whatever it is, they've got to mm -hmm. bottle that up mm -hmm. and, and have that consistency for – more games next year because I mean again there were close losses this year but they have to win more of those games they can't drop those Texas Techs and I'll even go ahead and say you know we were very high on Oklahoma State you were especially but yeah that's a bad loss at this time mm -hmm. um, with the way that Oklahoma State has finished so you've got to avoid those continue to, to do what you've done defensively because their their intensity on the defensive line has been great mm -hmm. their defensive pro production has been better um, so they got to bottle that up and continue to do that, but more consistency on the offensive side and find a way to get to 10. Yeah. But they do travel to Tuscaloosa. That's what I was trying to remember. Fair enough, man. 
Fair enough. Um, I mean, I, they, they, I think you got to get to 10. Yeah, I, I agree. You, I think you got to get to 10. Uh, let's travel back out east, central time zone still, in the Iron Bowl. Um, yeah. Always a big one on a Saturday. And the, 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 the telling theme or plot of this game was that of a rodeo. <laughs> you know, you, the rodeo, you can see how long you can stay on the bull, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bryce Young would drop back, and there were several plays where I just started counting. One, two, three, four. What is happening? Five. Oh, my God. Get there. Seven, eight. <laughs> Will somebody do something? Nine. He rolls left, throws it. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Chuck. Auburn generated no pressure. None. None. Zip. None. Nada. They accounted for no sacks and three TFLs. Um that and that stat line just doesn't even honestly give it justice. I mean, if if you want some entertainment, go back and do what I did. Rewatch this game and start counting the seconds for the time I, that Bryce Young had. It was just, um, it was incredible. Um, but that's about all I got for that game because it was a snooze. <laughs> yeah, um, I want to just I'm I'm blown away that Bryce Young will he he won the SEC last year, but he'll never win a national championship as a starting quarterback, kind of like C.J. Stroud, which it's much more surprising to me for Bryce Young than C.J. Stroud because Ohio State would have to go through Georgia or Alabama to win it. But yeah, shocking to me, he is also the one that broke the streak for Tennessee. He broke Tennessee's losing streak, yeah. which I'm going to live in forever and, and just revel in. But I'm, I'm blown away by all that because I think he's phenomenal. Um, he had an injury this year and he, he – when he did come back, he didn't really even show that that he was coming back. He looked good to go, you know, from yeah. the from the moment he stepped back on the field. Fantastic talent, but it's shocking to me that he'll, you know, never win a natty there as a starting quarterback. But yeah, I don't have much for that game either. Auburn's an interesting place right now, for sure. So I've heard from an, an Alabama guy, I forgot to mention this, that it apparently really bothers and this guy you know how people know people who know people, uh, at least oh, yeah. ev- everybody says they've got some kind of inside source. So I'm not yep. exactly sure how reliable this is, but apparently it really bothers Bryce Young, these things that you just said. Apparently it really bothers him. He doesn't, okay. ha- doesn't have an SEC championship. I mean, Mac Jones did it. Tua did it. Tua, yep. at, least, Tua at least has a natty. I mean, you all these, yep. quarter, all these quarterbacks, I think, at least have an SEC title. Um, here's Bryce Young who doesn't, and apparently really bothers him. And people are saying, oh, he'd be stupid to stay. Would he? Um, Yes. Would he? Because the NIL is vastly changing things. Uh, I mean, you can get get a pretty dang good salary, and he seems like a really noble kid. He does. Honorable, and, I mean, would it surprise me? Yes. But at the same time, like, if he came back – I mean, I'm just telling people, don't be surprised. But don't be surprised okay. if he goes as, as well. Oh, no, I won't be. I'll, nice. I'll criticize him if he comes back. But, it, you know, if he's chasing those things, fine. Again, the NIL is a game changer because you can't you, – you're telling me he's not getting paid anything right now? Is that what you're telling me? No. Nope. 
Yep. But okay. he's not getting first round money for, you know, top three pick money. He's not getting that either. Sure. But are you going to, are you going to sit there and tell me that the Alabama boosters and, and all these people surrounding Tuscaloosa, the pride and the tradition and the history that is, that is there in Alabama. And if, if Bryce Young says, make it, <clears throat> make it worth me being back here. Cause you I can mean, have that conversation sure. now. You yeah. can have it. You can, you can, but. You can have that conversation, but it's harder at Alabama because the talent is still Bryce Young caliber at every position. So you have to take care of like 80 out of 85 dudes to an extent. Now you've got your Will Andersons. You've got a guy that's like, I don't care about that. I just want to win. I'm just a football player. And heck, I'm shocked that that guy, you know, I think he's got one natty. I think he he was on the 2020 team, but I'm shocked that he's not done more than he's he's done. Because again, I think the world of him as a football player Sure. But there's so many more dudes that you have to take care of at Alabama than other places. I mean, I'm I hear say Tennessee, you. but other places. You're right. You're right. There are other five-star dudes on this roster, but there's not other five-star Heisman Trophy winning quarterbacks on the roster. They're, You're he's right. The, he's the only one. And, You're right. And he is the reason that they've won the games that they have because outside of him, they're bad. They're probably eight and four. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. But it, again, think of think of it from his putting on his glasses, putting in his shoes for this. He's probably looking at another new. Well, I won't say another, but a new offensive coordinator. Oh, he's looking at a new offensive coordinator. Bill O'Brien is probably the most hated man outside of Pete Golding in Tuscaloosa. So he's looking at a new a new offensive coordinator. Yes, he's going to have receivers coming back, but they are not John Mechie, Jameson Williams. I mean, they can find those guys. They sure can. But they're not currently those guys. We knew about Mechie coming into 21. We didn't know about Jameson Williams. But they're not those guys. I, I, listen, I'll just be surprised. And, and like I said, I'll criticize him because he took the hit this year. He held onto the ball too long on the play that he got hurt against Arkansas with, with his shoulder. He held sure. onto the ball too long. Sure. But what if it's his knee next time? What if it knocks him out week two or three for the season? I don't want that to happen. I'm just saying. What Nobody if, what does. If it did? Right. I, Nobody roots for that. I just want to make – I mean – if that happens, yeah, he's got NIL money, but there again, he doesn't have top three overall pick money at that you're, point. You're right. The, the money doesn't compare, but it's still a crap ton of money. And even sure. if he gets hurt, he if he plays his cards right, his money right, he's he's still set for life. It's not like I mean, he's he going to go have to go get another job somewhere. Sure. And if he wants to, you're going to tell me he can't get a job doing – radio or something for oh, Alabama. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I mean, he's, he, he's already set for life, but. Uh, man, and I, here's my thing. Until we see more guys do that, because we do have this conversation in a different, slightly different form a lot of times, especially about Tennessee players. But until someone does it of his caliber, you know, I'm still used to guys opting out at this point. So until someone does it of his caliber, I'll just criticize you and think you're crazy. Sure. My point is, I'm not. I'm not saying he should. That's not what I'm saying. So I yeah. hope the listeners are not hearing that. I'm just saying it's not stupid to stay. Because he's going to get drafted high, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What are we going to say? The Texans, the Lions. That's a more difficult objective than than staying. Yeah. And you can make a crap ton of money. You can make a crap. I I think all he has to do is is just to go to, and you can't, I mean, he's already in the Fansville commercials. Just just go to, go to, go to anybody, I, I don't know, at Alabama and say, Make it worth me staying. Yeah, that's true. Because we've we've it. 
two years ago? Oh my gosh. No, no. Go make your money. Go, go. Yeah. But you can make, you can make. Yes. You, it's not top three overall pick money. I get that. It doesn't, it, it doesn't compare, but I still think he can make millions. I think uh, he absolutely he, can. He can make millions. He absolutely can. And you're talking about the receivers. Okay. It's another year with those guys. Okay. Fair. Fair. Another, another year with those guys. So, uh, and, and who can they go get in the transfer portal? The Louisville kid should be healthy. Should be. Yeah. He, he never showed up. Right. And he was going right. to be the, he was going to be the one to take the top off. Yep. Uh, and they had some guys come along. They did later. Right. Yeah. Uh, they've had I'm, guys in moments. I'm just saying it would be, oh my gosh, it would make for incredible conversation for one. And I'll be must listen. <laughs> you will be must listen. Yes. Yes. Um, but you know what? Here's the way I feel about it. Go get drafted and go to the Texans. Yeah, you, absolutely. You and, you and Spencer Rattler both, please. Uh, yeah. Take two for one there. Um, uh, maybe, maybe Bryce Young could lead Spencer Rattler to the Lord. <clears throat> maybe. <laughs> I don't know where to go from here because we just got freaking hung up on on, sure, on, on, on Bryce Young. We sure uh, did. That's what I was going to say. TCU. Um, wow. Just them real quick. Handling business. And this is this against a team that Texas beat by three. Yeah, a team with a, a dang good defense. Iowa State has been in that funk offensively, that rebuilding, reloading funk offensively, but they've been pretty stout defensively. Most of the season, it's not even resulted in a lot of wins. They've just played great defense all year for the most for the most part. And TCU was like, we are going to the playoffs. There is no doubt. Watch us go. We we don't care who you are, what you do. We're going to put, you know, we're going to show out. That's what yeah. they did on Saturday with 62 freaking points. I mean, just very impressive by them because they played some iffy football lately. Yep. Yep. Moving on. Um I thought we knew who AM was. Gosh. Where did that I thought come we knew from? who LSU was. I thought we knew who LSU was. And after this game, Jimbo Fisher has since dismissed his offense coordinator, Daryl Dickey. He had to known, happen. Had yeah, to happen. I, I mean, yeah, yeah, had to happen. Um, and that's probably Jimbo doing the things to hang on to his job. And I don't even sure. know what to say about this one. I watched it, I saw it. Um Jaden Daniels was was, I mean, his completion percentage was was decent. Yards weren't great. No scores. Right. No picks. He was a leading rusher. It was kind of back to early season LSU. It yeah. felt like. Um, and then I just don't know what to say about um, a chain. Did you see his stat line? Oh, he dude. <laughs> they were like, oh, this is how we were supposed to use him. We're gonna <laughs> give him the ball forty times yeah. out of the backfield. I'm surprised he didn't have a reception as well. Right. Yeah, dude. It's like they finally figured out, like, oh, he is all we've got. He's all we've got. <laughs> and he's he comes in at a whopping, like, 5'9", five, five, 185. <laughs> I guess that LSU defense and Harold Perkins and those dudes, I mean. And he withstands 38 carries, 15 yards. I'm always amazed by Devin A. Chain. I mean, my gosh, he's phenomenal. Yeah. But that is a – that is a day and a half of work in a 60 minute ball game right there. Yep. 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 
I, I don't know what to say about it. I just I'm, I'm my mind is blown. It feels this season feels like a a bunch of relationships where you think that people are committed to one another, but they just keep cheating on each other. Yes, it's like watching uh, Dawson's Creek from the '90s or Friends or you know yeah. all these TV shows where everybody's sleeping with one another. This is what this feels like. Yeah, this feels like what I expected from Brian Kelly and LSU, like kind of uninspired, kind of like, what the heck are y'all doing? But now it's after they've won nine games, they've won the West, and then they showed that form. You know, I thought I thought that they were going to play right into my expectation of being, again, how does he fit down there when they lost that game early in the year when he's turning all different shades of red and purple and and losing his mind, and they're kind of a mess offensively. That's what I expected, but yep. they saved it until they won nine games in the West. Yep, yep. I don't get it. I don't mm. get it. Nope. Speaking speaking of West, let's fly out West. Let's go to Notre Dame, Southern Cal, and Caleb Williams might have won, they're saying, the Heisman Trophy that night, <sighs> which he was a big part of that game, obviously. His stat line doesn't tell you. I mean, you think you would have counted for more scores, 18 for yeah. 22, 232, one score. Great well, he did QBR. run for three. But yeah, he did run for three. Yes. But what's really like mind blowing is not a Southern Cal stat. Have you seen Drew Pine stats? Uh, no, I've not. 23 for 26, three incompletions, 318 yards, three touchdowns, one pick. Good. Not this was the guy that couldn't, he couldn't scratch his butt earlier in the year. They were, they were just lost offensively. And well, wait, you know what? This is this is as badly indicative on USC as it is good for Groupon. Good good for him for taking advantage of it, but yeah, they're going to get demolished if they don't lose to Utah or whoever in the Pac-12 championship game. They're going to get murdered. Brock Bowers is going to win the Heisman if, after it's already been handed to somebody in the first round of the playoff if they get that four spot and Georgia's yeah. the one. Yeah. It's going to be a bloodbath. Yeah, I agree. The matchup that I would like to see is USC-TCU, because I yeah. think that would be Point City. Of course, we also said about Texas and TCU. True. Um, I would love to see what TCU offensively could do. I would love oh, to see gosh. what USC offensively would do. But we're, we're not going to get that matchup right. just because of the 1-4 of that whole thing. However, um, if USC wins on Saturday, they're I mean, they're in, right? Yeah, right? they're in. I mean, yeah. they, they got to be. I, I don't they have to be same thing for TCU, right? Absolutely. Hey, man, at this point, TCU might be in with a freaking loss. I don't think they would be, but it's not impossible as, as many teams have lobbied to not make the playoff and have, have played terrible football. It, you know, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be shocking to me, but yeah, they're probably both going to win and get in and die in the first round. I, I like TCU's chances a whole lot more than I like USC's, which is just wild to think about, but I think they're tougher, to be honest. I think they play a little bit more defense than USC. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah, Caleb Williams is good, but what do they have without him? Uh, Trojan man, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <same. laughs> I don't know. All right, let's keep it moving here. Let's see what we got. All right, trying to figure out where I want to go here, and I think it's the <clears throat> Kansas Kansas State. Kansas is actually going to finish the season six and six. Looks like Kansas it's State has – I know, right? Looks like Kansas State has moved on from Agent Martinez. Yeah. Um, the reason I want to point this out, though, is Kansas State is going to get their second shot at TCU, potentially messing that up for those guys. 
said it a thousand times this season. It's so hard to beat the same team twice um, in a season. But Kansas State, go finish nine and three. I mean, yeah, you know, I had this thought when we were talking about Texas a few minutes ago before we got into kind of what they need to do, what next year has to be for them. Yeah. Both teams in, in Kansas State beat Texas, but – or no, I'm sorry, Texas beat Kansas State, excuse me. Right. Both teams are going to look back on this season and just have a lot of thoughts about what if and what could have been, um, especially Texas with those close losses, but the same for Kansas State. Listen, Tulane is better than – you know, they're not – they're not, you know – an FCS team. They're not a military school. They're they're not bad, Tulane. Right, right. But that's still a game that Kansas State should have won. Um, and I think they're going to say the same about that Texas game. Um, and then, you know, the TCU game, obviously, the first time was obviously very close. And I, I think it would be a great game. Yeah. That's probably – no, that's definitely the most intriguing. Right there with uh, probably USC and Utah. And I, I just don't care much for the ACC championship, but probably – their game with TCU and then the Pac-12 championship will be the most intriguing matchups probably yeah. uh, because you would you would think that Michigan's going to play very inspired against Purdue, mm-hmm. get into the playoffs 13-0, and 0, credit to them for that. But these two games with the Big 12 and the Pac-12 should be awesome. Agreed. It's a shame that the Pac-12 game is being played on a Friday night. It really is. They, they need to move that to a primetime spot. I mean – They have to. Um, <clears throat> speaking of the Pac-12, uh, Oregon – Wet the bed, laid an egg, and I just, I just, okay, here we go. There's two quarterbacks. Quarterback one, quarterback A, we'll say, threw six for 13, 60 yards, two picks. That's quarterback A. Quarterback B was 27 for 41, 327 (laughs) yards, and two scores. What team would you tell me wins that game? Should be quarterback D. No question, but it's not. <laughs> it sure wasn't. So I can't put this on Bo Nix. I mean, nope. I don't I don't know what happened here. I mean, let me uh, go back to this. Uh, da, 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 da. At the top of the fourth quarter, Oregon was winning 34 to 17. You, I mean, <sighs> you choked. They did. I, you choked royally, and I just don't know what to say about it. I mean, I didn't, I didn't get to see it other than, you know, highlights once it was over. Looks like Oregon State ran really well. Yeah, they I, definitely I, did. 268 yards on the ground. Um, but did they know that – well, I mean, Oregon did well offensively. Um, yeah, Bellingham, I mean, offense really... coordinator's on his way out. Yeah. I mean, you know, you – Cincinnati lost and we didn't even really think about fickle being on the way out because well, he's had opportunities before to leave and he, and he didn't, but you wonder about those things. I mean, again, the offense performed well for Oregon. Cincinnati didn't get, you know, blown out by Tulane, but you wonder if that played a part in it mm-hmm. because they had no business losing that game when the Oregon state quarterback was six for 13 with two picks. Uh, I just don't 60 know yards. Say. I just don't know what to say about it. Like, Again, it, it feels like <clears throat> I thought she was I thought she was the one, but she cheated on me, you know? <laughs> yeah. It, it, they it, they owned that game statistically. I mean, er, almost every facet, time of possession. Yeah. They did have 20 more penalty yards. What do you do? They had three less turnovers, didn't even turn the ball over. 100 and 
40 more yards, more efficient on third down, slightly not efficient at all on fourth down. So I wonder if they gave Oregon State some, some uh, you know, p- p- nice field position, but mm-hmm. just no business losing that game. None. I, I, I don't know what to say about it. I want to close with talking about Florida schools. Yes, let's <laughs> talk about them Florida schools. Before we get to Florida, Florida State, we got to talk about the U, okay? The uh, For my YouTube watchers, you can see this. I'm flashing up to you here. Break it over your knee real quick. Well, hang on. If you take half of this away, <laughs> you have an L, which is what you continue to find all year. Gosh. Five and seven. Five, let's just, can we just recap their season real quick? Can we do that? Yes, let's do okay. it. You came out and you slapped Bethune. Okay, Woo. good for you. You got a 23-point win over Southern Miss. A, I don't think a very good Southern Miss. Not, uh, um, what is let's Southern Miss? Yeah, let's see if we can find that real quick. Uh, six and six Southern Miss. Okay. Better, yeah. better than Miami Southern Miss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So um, you're 2-0, and and then you lose to A&M, who was ranked at that time. God, that feels like who ago. Who had already lost Appalachian State. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you lose to North Carolina by three. You beat a bad Virginia Tech by six. Duke comes in and breaks their logo over their knee in your stadium. You mm. beat a bad Virginia by two. You get romped by your rival. You you do what you should to Georgia Tech. You get romped by not good Clemson, it turns out. And you get romped by Pitt to end the season five and seven and it's not like they don't have talent no they loaded up on transfers and they had some talent already in the program so is it because of quarterback issues i mean is that, is that the storyline i mean part of it big time part but of tyler it. van dyke kept continuing to play so <laughs> but we'd look at those it? games we'd look at those games and we wouldn't know who started who finished right who the best one was i mean they were a rotating circus at quarterback along yeah. with many other things but we skipped over that yeah. that ugly loss to middle tennessee state university yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna come back to this conversation that you and i had a while back with nebraska and this miami comparison program nebraska has has made a heck of a move i don't want to get too much in it uh with with the hiring of matt rule really liked that hire same i mean and mario cristobal i i still <sighs> Hmm. Is my thoughts changing? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with it. It's, it's still a good hire, but I don't think that your issue is your head coach. I'm not so sure it's your administration. I don't think it's your ability to recruit. I think you have a huge problem in your stadium, and I think this thing is going to prevent you from. This is going to sound drastic, but from ever being back. Until I mean, you until you can figure out a way to fill that thing, you're stuck. I think you are stuck. Yeah, I'm serious. I, I I mean this from the bottom of of my wee little orange heart. Stop playing your home games there and go play your home games at Heritage High School Stadium. I, I'm I'm yeah. serious. Sell that out. Have a crowd impact. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Duke basically does that. Their stadium's garbage. I, why not? And and sell that thing to the city of Miami. Sell it to somebody. Sell it. Sell it to anybody who'll take it, and start over and build that thing in Dade County, where the the pride of Miami has always been. 
I mean, I just I you, don't know what I don't know what to say about them. When and you get think out about, from your Adidas contract. Yeah, get out of that thing. Those things are hideous. They they don't have any business making uniforms for big time schools. They are so ugly and so pathetic. But what I wanted to say was think about think about the way that Alabama plays on the road. Think about the way that that Tennessee's played on the road at times. Think about the way that teams play away from their home environment. How different it is from what they can do. And Miami has no home field. They don't have a home field. None. If you if if Actually, no, whoever makes this Orange Bowl, I was going to say if Tennessee makes it, whoever makes this Orange Bowl, they're going to show you what it's supposed to look like for a, for a home game. They are. They're and it could, well. it could be Cincinnati. It could be Cincinnati. I mean, it could, I mean two, they'll do a better teams, job. Two teams are going to go down to Miami. They're going to play in that stadium, and they're going to show you what a home game should look like with passion and raucous, raucous fans that care deeply for their program. And, and Miami does not have that. Think about how tough that would be, but I agree with everything you said. I mean, yeah, it's drastic, but is it as bad as losing, going five and seven when you had no business losing the MTSU, no business losing to Duke, getting embarrassed by those teams? You had no business losing to Texas A&M, yeah, and you lost to them. I, I mean, I, I keep, I keep. Okay, so I'm a, let's say I'm a high school recruit. I'm a five star quarterback. I, I'm I'm from Knoxville. Okay. Let's say I play at Bearden or, or Knox West, whatever, and it's been my dream to play at Tennessee. Mm-hmm. I think back to what they were in the 80s and the 90s. But the stadium holds 100,000 plus, but they consistently put like 30, what feels like 30,000 in there. Yeah. As bad as I want to, I don't know that I can do, <laughs> know that I can do it. I, I, mean, want, I, mean, I want the college experience, man. Let's bring back the Nebraska scenario, they've been terrible. They replaced, they replaced a, an average to above average eight and four, nine and four coach. Nine and four. Worst season was nine and four. Yeah. With garbage, with Riley from Oregon state. No, no disrespect to him, but he was terrible there. Terrible. Terrible fit. They couldn't do it with their beloved son, Scott Frost, which looked like a home run hire. Matt rule looks like a home run hire. The common theme, though, is that the fans there have been infallible, much like Tennessee's fans have been patient and have have gone through bullcrap, and other schools have done it. Auburn is making their home games look like the Super Bowl with their team being trash and their program being down. Mm-hmm. But Miami will never have they, – they don't have that right now, and it looks like they never will. I know there's Miami fans. We encounter them often. They're everywhere. But they, they, don't don't in, they, don't live, they don't live there. They don't live in no, Miami. No, they don't live there. They don't, they don't give a rat's, you know what, about home games there. So they have to find a way to channel that and bring that to campus or to Dade County to do something because it is broken, and I don't know how you get back to use that very beloved college football theme mm-hmm. for Miami. I don't know how you get back without having that home field environment or some semblance of it because they haven't had it all year, and it's not just this year. I, I don't understand what the thinking was is behind that. I mean, you, you make a really elaborate stadium, but you put it outside of Dade County, and I think it's killing you. I think it's killing yeah. you. Yeah. Um, your your pride is is Dade County. So go into Dade County if, if that's a stadium you're gonna have and and go to those go to those high schools, right? If you're an administration and say, hey, Heritage High School, all, all those schools that are just loaded with talent say, hey, we want you guys at our games on Saturdays. 
we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna reserve seats for you guys. I mean, you got to figure out something. Discounted After. tickets for those guys. Put it something. in Costco. <laughs> yes, give them a reason to be Miami fans. I, yeah. I, so I don't know because just a few miles. Well, not a few. Inside the same state, north. Tallahassee's packing the stadium out against their rival. Yeah, they've those fans have been patient, not quite for as long as Nebraska or Tennessee. They've had some very bad football, though. Also had very bad football despite landing some pretty nice hires. And yeah. we've given credit, and I want to continue to do so, to Mike Norvell. And we'll talk about his program in just a minute against Florida. But you've got to you've got to capture your fan base and you gotta you gotta meet them halfway or or do something because this is just not it. And I don't know how you turn it around with this being the case i mean schellenberger in the 70s found ways to get creative to get guys there mm-hmm. you're gonna have to you're gonna have to do it man you're gonna have to get people in in yeah. in, in the stands hey yep. we, we want you there it's 10 bucks a ticket for your entire high school football team uh and your parents we're actually going to provide you guys with shirts to wear too i mean do something you got to do something and don't tell me you don't have the money for it absolutely don't tell me you don't their, have the money for it because right now NIL was vaunted before the season and, and during the season before yeah. the, yeah, it's still good. That's the point is it's still good. Right. They're recruiting well, which is frustrating <laughs> because I'm thinking about one Francis Malangoa who I'd love to see in a different shade of orange and yeah. in Naki, frankly. Yeah. But you know, again, you've got the money. So invest it wisely, get creative and, and give yourself some sort of home field advantage because you don't yeah. have one. We should have done a whole different episode in, on ne- Nebraska and Miami just because I really want the listeners to hear this, but it's so, we're so deep into this one. We sure are. Gosh. All right, we're going to end with Florida, Florida State. And I don't know whether to laugh or feel happy for Anthony Richardson because he was 9 for 27, but he threw for 198 yards on nine completions. What? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, three – this is bonkers. This is just – this doesn't make any sense. Three dudes catch passes for Florida, and I only recognize – yep, one receiver caught Pierce a pass off. for Florida. Yes. And he went off early in that game because Richardson started like five of seven, did his damage early. Yep. You had two tight ends catch passes, four, four between two guys. Anthony Richardson goes nine for 27 after a five and seven start. He basically was like, well, if 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 DJ gets a day in August, I would like to reserve 927 for myself. Um but he <laughs> he's so much more of a weapon, I feel like he, he, yeah. at least equally the weapon that DJ is. Look Give me Anthony Richardson over legs. DJ. Give me Anthony Richardson over DJ. All day. They they've ran the ball pretty well all year. They I mean, pretty much did the same thing. Two backs, one back, 129 with ETN. Montreal Johnson going 17 for 85, and then Richardson adding 41 more yards. I just – I don't get it. I have major questions with their offense and their attack with Richardson and his development. I just have major questions. I love the result. I love the 6-6 six and six start for Billy Napier yes. because it certainly yes. could have been 5-7 and seven or worse. Yes. But I got – you know, I know they're recruiting well. I know they are. But I have major questions when I look at what they do offensively and how they lose these games. Doesn't make any sense. Sure does not make any sense. Um, But I just want a round of applause for Mike Norvell and Florida State, nine and three. Jordan Travis 
is that dude. Baller. Um, baller. Baller. Love him. Love him a lot. Um, so they, they ran for 227 yards. Travis threw for 270. And, and oh, sorry, I meant to say this about Richardson real quick. There was there was one of the passes that he made to Pearsall that was on a rope, beautifully, beautifully thrown, hit Pearsall in stride. He will do that, and then he will turn around and he'll throw a screen in the dirt. Yeah, and it's not a throwaway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So I just don't get it. I, I don't get I don't get Anthony Richardson at all. And and I'm asking myself as a Florida fan, do I want him as my starter next year? Because well, the argument is going to be, well, who's behind him, right? Who's who, who's behind him? And I know that I think yeah. they've got a big a big one committed, if I remember right. They they have a huge they have a huge commitment. They have uh, they have Jalen Kitna, who's a freshman this yes. year. Um, but but Richardson and I know the sample size. This was this was kind of where I was coming from all along with this buzz and this hop that that they received going into the year. Small sample size last year. He completes 53.8% of his passes through 12 games this year for a respectable 2,500 yards, but 17 touchdowns and nine picks. And, you know, injuries or not, he he runs for 654. It probably should have been, I would say, easily two or so hundred more yards than that. He did have nine touchdowns. But, man, I mean, just a bunch of head scratching and a bunch of questions I have for that Florida program. I have, I have, I have, I have lots of questions. And what's funny is, Florida fans are, um, uh, they're losing it on Napier already. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I remember when he had to do the open, open letter that recruits would be coming and that recruiting would pick up. Yeah. When is the um, yeah. offense going to pick up? Yep. 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 Hey, we need to we need to shut this thing down. And I forgot to mention the things about. Michigan and Ohio State, the the last time Michigan won back-to-back games, or the last time uh, Michigan won in Columbus. Yeah. So, if you're okay, this is this is how we'll oh, end. Oh, yeah. All Let's right, do cool. it. Um, last time Michigan won in Columbus was November 18th, 2000. I was a – I was in eighth grade, I think. Uh, yeah, eighth grade. Uh, Ryan Day was the starting quarterback at the University of New Hampshire – under offensive coordinator Chip Kelly. My mama. Which, just very quickly, why did we not hear more about his name with Auburn? That's a good question. That's a good question. He's, he's a ball coach. He's a ball he, coach. Yeah, he is. He is. He is. I don't know. Jim Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh <laughs> at this time was playing for the San Diego Chargers. He was still in his in his playing career in the NFL. Wow. Um. Tom Brady had not even made his NFL debut. Wow. He did it about a week later on November 23rd, 2000. C.J. Stroud was not even born. C.J. Stroud's another one of those Bryce Young conversations. Oh, hey, yeah, dude. Hey, guys, you want me here? I'd love to win a title. I'd love to do it. Make it worth me staying. Make sure. It worth. And again, back to that real quick. You can't tell me Bryce Young's not making money from Dr. Pepper. Oh, no, no. He's making plenty of money. I'll just I'll question, you know, what are his long-term goals? Sure. If if they make those decisions, but the world is changing. So yep, yep. Um, Arkansas loses, gave giving Mizzou bowl eligibility. 
Nebraska finds a win over Iowa. What <laughs> is this season? I just don't get it. I hope this season, for one, is not a fluke because I need Michigan to keep beating Ohio State, and I, I need Tennessee to keep at least getting 9-10 wins on the year. Give it to me, baby. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Give us that pandemonium. 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 Sorry. I don't know. I'm in no, a mood. you're good. I'm in a mood. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. Appreciate you. Uh, make sure you like this video. My brother, if you're listening right now, like this video and text me that you liked it. If you don't, I don't love you and I don't ever want to see your face ever again. Um, subscribe. Make sure you tell your friends. Um, hey, and one little wish before we go. Can we do it? Is that okay? Yes, absolutely. My wish this Christmas is for Electronic Arts to not copy and paste Madden into the new NCAA football game. Even if it takes a year longer, that's fine. And my second wish is for Michael to get his PlayStation 3 fixed. So I can Santa Claus. <laughs> so I could continue living vicariously through a video game. So <laughs> we love you guys. Have a fantastic week. We'll be back at the end of the week. Previewing bowl, uh, no, not bowl, championship games. Um, hopefully before Friday, uh, talking about the Pac-12 championship game. But you know what? We have lives. We do this for free. So the least thing that you can do to so do this for free, and we can tickle yours, is like and subscribe, you bunch of pieces of crap. Have a great day. God bless. <laughs> Go balls. GBO. Pandemonium reigns.